Looks like it's going to be an awful nice day back to summer after a little taste of fall yesterday. Supposed to be about 80 with a lot of sunshine. We've got chores to do this morning here on Wax. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott sitting here under that beautiful big old corn moon, that full moon on, hey, it's VJ Day, Bob. Yes, 1945, Japan surrendered. That's World right. War sitting II right there on the USS Missouri. Yep, which sits in Pearl Harbor <laughs> now, just down yep. down the way from the Arizona Memorial. It's uh, quite a thing to be out there, that's for sure. Well, 80 degrees and sunshine today. Your tomatoes still producing? My tomatoes are still, yes, producing a oh, little too much. Well, they're awfully good, I'll tell you what. You're a good <laughs> tomato grower, and uh, they, they're awfully good tomatoes. Well, we had uh, yesterday a bunch of dairy leaders got together from uh, around Wisconsin. Even Jim Mulhern from National Milk, who is a Wisconsin native, he he participated with uh, Tom Vilsack, former Ag Secretary and now head of the U.S. Dairy Export Council with uh, some other state leaders in the dairy industry talking about uh, trade. Farmers mm-hmm. for Free Trade had five of these little summit, virtual seminars around uh, the country. Wisconsin focused on dairy. That was the last one yesterday, so we'll bring you some of the comments and some of the things that were discussed, mainly focusing on trade. So we'll uh, do that as the day goes along this morning. But uh, again, we've got uh, Kentucky Derby Day on Saturday. You got your winner picked? I haven't picked my winner yet, but uh, I'm usually pretty good at it. Oh, that's good. Let me know who, I should, uh, let me know who you should picked. should make some money on it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Let me know who you pick. I'll see if you're see, see if it trips my trigger. So, but uh, that's it's hard to believe the Kentucky Derby is going to be the first Saturday in September. It's always the first Saturday in May. But right, uh, that's strange. Yeah, and nobody in the stand. They thought they might be able to get some people in the stands at Churchill Downs down there in Louisville, but uh, not going to happen. They're going to race before an empty stands, and oh. just won't see the same. Get your hat ready. Yeah, get your hat ready. Hats and mint julep. They have mint juleps down at uh, Revolution Coffee down there in Black River Falls. I'll bet they can come up with one for you. I know they have a Mr. Miyagi, which is really good. And, you know, tis the season. They've got a Johnny Appleseed down there, a steamed apple cider drink that's really good with a little bit of caramel in it. Ooh, I'll bet that does taste good. Wow. Yeah, it it really is. And some whipped cream. Ooh, you got to get down there. Black River Falls. Right on the main drag. So what are you brewing up this morning? Anything exciting? Well, my regular Sumatra right now. All right. There you go. Your wife had Someday I'm going to get down there early on and grab one of their drinks. It's called the Bolt. That's a double shot of a cup. Oh, boy. It's supposed to wake you up as an espresso does, I guess. (laughs) Well, strap your seatbelt on when you drink that one, the Bolt. Yeah. All right. So we're going to hear from some of those dairy leaders a little bit later on. Lots of other stuff. So you go drink your Sumatra, and we'll talk to you later. We will. There goes Mr. Scott this morning. We've got 58 degrees right around here. The cold spot this morning is Toma. They're down to 46. Everybody else pretty much in the uh, mid to upper 50s looking for sunshine and about 80 degrees today. Staying warm to 69 overnight. As we're going to have uh, 69 tomorrow, rather, it's going to cool off, but it'll be sunny. Then in the 70s, going for Labor Day week. That's 104.5. Again, 58 degrees right now. We're going to get to about 80 with some sun today, and then it'll cool off tomorrow. Probably just upper 60s with partly sunny. And then it looks like a pretty nice sunny weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, chance of rain on Tuesday. But uh, temperatures... Well, Saturday and Sunday should be in the upper 70s. So, nice Labor Day weekend coming our way. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. It appears lawmakers aren't any closer to passing more coronavirus relief. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats and Republicans are still far apart on a deal. She argued the Democrats and the White House have serious differences understanding the seriousness of the situation that working families are facing. Pelosi says Democrats have offered to reduce the over $3 trillion price tag they're looking for, but Republicans have yet to come up from the $1 trillion in relief that they want. President Trump wants drug tests ahead of the 2020 presidential election. 
Speaking on Fox News, Trump claimed Democratic nominee Joe Biden is on some kind of enhancement. He said that in a couple of debates that Biden took part in during the Democratic presidential primaries, the former vice president seemed like two completely different candidates. Trump said he'd take a drug test, too. Congressman Joe Kennedy III has fallen short in his attempt to move to the Senate. Kennedy conceded to incumbent Senator Ed Markey in Tuesday's Massachusetts Democratic primary. We may have lost the final vote count tonight, but we built a coalition that will endure. Because this coalition, our coalition, is the future of a Democratic Party. The race drew national attention when high-profile Democrats took sides in the contest. Kennedy received endorsements from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer. Meanwhile, Markey had the support of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Elizabeth Warren. The U.S. isn't participating in the global coronavirus vaccine effort being led by the World Health Organization. A White House spokesperson says it will engage with international partners but called the agency corrupt. President Trump has touted the government's own President Trump has touted the government's own Operation Warp Speed as it works to develop and distribute an effective vaccine. And the 14th and 15th named Atlantic tropical storms are churning out at sea. Tropical Storm Nana and Tropical Storm Omar. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. How interesting. Didn't have anything on there that unless I fell asleep during the newscast about the president's visit to Kenosha yesterday. He was there and uh you know, to mixed reviews, I guess we could say. Three minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll take a look at the weather. Boy, it's going to be a nice one today. No. Yep, 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 no worries. Be there in a jiffy. Did you know a jiffy is an actual unit of time? One-fiftieth of a second. Well, did you know Cricket has nationwide 5G? Whoa, so I can use my phone faster than ever. Yep. Okay, okay, but how many jiffies would it take exactly? Uh... One jiffy, two jiffy... Surprising, but true. Cricket has nationwide 5G. Smile, you're on Cricket. Compatible plan and device required for 5G access. 5G may not be available in your area. For 5G coverage, see cricketwireless.com. Economy Furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you got to see. Power up now at Economy Furniture. Check out a great selection of power sectionals, power recliners, power sofas, power lift chairs, and power adjustable bases. Take advantage of 12 months interest-free financing with no down payment. See store for details. Power up now at Economy Furniture. Furnishing the Chippewa Valley since 1950. Economy Furniture's for me. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique. But you're not alone. Call the 24-hour helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Harvest season is underway, and you know what that means. It's time to look at marketing your corn and soybeans. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman are the people to trust. They work with the farmer to get them the most competitive price for their commodities. Target Price offers purchase contracts, basis contracts, and more. They offer all grain services. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman. Give them a call today or visit their website at www.buckcountrygrain.com. It's where your corn and soybeans want to go. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And at Dummer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn delivered to the elevators today at 3.05 a bushel. The soybeans at 9.25. Well, today it'll be a sunny day with a high right around 80. Tomorrow, partly sunny, about 69. Sun on Friday and 73, partly sunny on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Upper 70s on Saturday and Sunday, upper 60s on Monday and Tuesday. Looks like a chance of rain. Temperatures in the low 60s, maybe about 62 for the high on Tuesday. Right now, it's pretty nice. Toma's the cold spot, as we said, or the cool spot at 46. We've got uh, 57 in Rice Lake, Medford, Wausau, Green Bay, all at 58 this morning. Marshfield at 56, La Crosse and Madison, Sun Prairie area, both at 64. Milwaukee, the warm spot at 70. And once again, here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Nice morning. Big, bright moon is shining right now. So if you haven't seen it, take a look out the window or look up as you're heading to the barn to do chores or whatever the place you're heading for. It's a beautiful moon out there this morning. Six minutes after five, markets are next on Wax. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Probert Heating and Plumbing is offering you a free air conditioner with your purchase of a new furnace. For over 60 years, the experts at Probert have promised superior home comfort throughout the Eau Claire, Menominee, and Hudson areas. Ask about manufacturer and utility rebates up to $1,750, as well as no interest financing. And there's never been a better time to take a look at your indoor air quality options. Call the experts at Probert Heating and Plumbing or get more details at ProbertHP.com. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at our markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Uh, Scott, where are we at? Cash livestock numbers. Oh, choice and prime fed beef here. Steers are at 103 to 110 with mixed 90 to 102. Choice and prime fed beef heifers at $1 to 107.5 with mixed 89 to 99. Choice and prime Fed Holstein steers are at 87 to 94 and three quarters with select 50 to 86. Cows are at 45 to 54 with the top selling 55 to 71 and bulls 63 to 98. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 32 and down. Sows 15 to 19. Boars are at 5 and down. New crop market lambs are at 117 to 136. Old crop market lambs are at 110 to 117. And feeder lambs are at 135 to 198. Very good, sir. We'll talk to you in just a little while looking at some news. We will. All right. The rest of our market information. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were mostly higher yesterday. October live cattle, 105.47, up 17. December also up 17 at 109.15. February, 112.75, up 42. And April, up a half a dollar at 115.05. Feeder cattle, the September contract was down 17 at 140.12. October was up 2 at 140.65. November feeders, 141.52, up 15. January at 139.50, up 32. And March, up a half a dollar at 139.10. Lean hog carcass contracts were higher. October closed, 55.02, up a dollar 42. December at 55.77, up 65. February at 62.07, up a half a dollar. And we had April hogs at 68.85, up 67. And on the Board of Trade, uh, an up market yesterday gave a little back overnight as we look at the markets this morning on the board. December corn down two at 356. The oats down one at 277. November beans down three at 951 overnight. Soybean meal October down a dollar and a half a ton at 30370. And December wheat down two at 561. Barrel cheese prices up three quarters, 144 and a half. The block's up a half at 180 and a quarter. Butter was down two and a quarter at 146 and a half. Class three for September up 20 at 1588. October up 41 at 1827. November up a nickel at 1741. December up three at 1682. January unchanged at 1615. And later today, we should get the official August Class three price. So that's the way the market looked this morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Farmers for Free Trade had a final town hall seminar in Wisconsin yesterday. The focus was on dairy and dairy trade. We'll hear some of the comments of some of those that were on the panel coming up on Wax. Ten and a half minutes after five, 58 degrees right now. You see the future you want to build for yourself, your family, and your business. You see the challenges that lie ahead and what you'll need to meet them. We see new ways to help you accomplish all of that and more. We're Bremer Bank. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at Bremer.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The last of five town hall meetings are mainly around the Midwest put on yesterday by Farmers for Free Trade, 
with other organizations, dairy organizations involved in it as well. Tom Vilsack, who is the president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, served as the moderator. Mr. Vilsack, of course, was Secretary of Agriculture in the Obama administration. On the panel, Jim Mulhern, who is from Wisconsin, he's now president and CEO of National Milk. Jeff Schwager of uh, Sartori Cheese. Chad Vincent, CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Jeff Lyons, CEO of Farm First Dairy Cooperative. And Randy Romanski, our designee to be the Secretary of Agriculture here in Wisconsin. And uh, Mr. Vilsack asked all the panelists, first of all, about the challenges and opportunities for dairy moving forward as far as trade is concerned. Jim Mulhern talked about the importance of selling first and foremost to our closest neighbors. We have to deal with issues in the USMCA as far as Canada and Mexico. It's not smooth sailing there. He also talked about the European influence of uh, that dairy geographic protection of names, finding new markets, and uh, getting rid of tariffs. Uh, the president's tariffs are really making our product expensive in the world and hard to sell. And Mul- Mulhern talked about, uh, first of all, the USMCA. The key on Canada is enforcement of USMCA. We fought long and hard to get an agreement uh, in this new uh, USMCA package that would uh, would get the market access that we had that was negotiated in TPP, but we lost when we pulled out of TPP. We've been able to get that back in, in the USMCA agreement, maybe a slight bit more if everything lines up uh, perfectly. Uh, but the other issue was getting discipline on Canada with the Class 6 and 7 policy, which is, you know, for all intents and purposes, was their way of subsidizing their export of, uh, of uh, uh, milk ingredient products around the world in direct competition to us. It's important for people to keep in mind that the U.S. is the largest exporter in the world of nonfat dry milk, skim milk powder, the leading exporter. So anything that affects that market is a direct impact on our milk price, both our exports and our domestic price. But in terms of the, the opportunity, I would agree with the comments made by the uh, previous speakers in terms of, you know, the it's concentric circles. So the close in we are, um, and that's where we've got established markets. We've got to keep building that opportunity there. We're going to have more competition in Mexico now because they just negotiated an agreement with the EU, which is going to give them um, equal um, access from a tariff standpoint, eliminating tariffs on dairy imports. So we're going to be competing in, with the EU and Mexico, which means we're going to have to, I think, to Jeff's point, look more to to Central and South America for opportunity. But part of this is the math. Just keep in mind the math. Country of the United States, 330 million people. Our growth is not as fast. Our population is not going to grow like the rest of the world is. The real growth in the world population is in Asia and Middle East, North Africa. And not only is the population growing, but the middle class is growing. And when the middle class grows in any country, their demand for protein increases. So milk and dairy products fit into that increased growth. The growth in the middle class in Asia is going to dwarf the entire population of the United States in the next 20 years. So the more we can get access and be into those markets with trade agreement, which provide a level playing field, we will benefit. So I think that the, the outlook for, for the U.S. dairy industry is tremendous, given the growth in the middle class, growth in population in Asia, and the quality of products we're producing, it lines up. But in order to capitalize on that, we have to have trade agreements which create that level playing field I talked about. If we don't have that, the the advantage is going to go to the EU and New Zealand and Australia, and we're going to continue to to lag behind. That's why this trade policy is so important. And uh, they all mentioned trade agreements, that uh, bilateral trade agreements are fine, but bilateral agreements with individual countries take a long time. That's why TPP was a group of countries. We got out of that, and that cost us. And the tariffs are, are still causing a problem trying to sell cheese into Europe, of course. It uh, is very, very expensive because of, uh, you know, what our products are all about. And the Europeans, of course, have that influence. But again, 15 to 17% or one day's U.S. production is exported. And if we lose that and that 15 to 17% milk backs up into our domestic chain, then we're in real trouble. But we have made progress. China 
is buying more dairy now during the Trump administration than they did during the Obama administration. So there have been bright spots as far as the dairy trade is concerned worldwide. Joe Brogger from Independence, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, had a chance to ask the question, and he asked those dairy leaders when farmers would see the benefits of trade in their milk checks. Despite, as we said, rising exports to some parts of the world, that hasn't happened. And uh, Mr. Vilsack called on Chad Vincent of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin to tackle that question of when farmers are going to see the benefit of any increased exports. Three and a half years, I've spent an inordinate amount of time face-to-face in front of farmers. And I think that's really, I mean, and as a marketer, trying to get communication levels out to farmers is one of the most difficult challenges that I've ever faced because they're not on social media. They're always out in the field. They're always working. They're not sitting in front of a TV. It, they're really, it, it's a really difficult market or difficult group to try and get messaging out to. And so it's almost, as you know, Joe, it's face-to-face. And, and yet we know the pain that we've all been through on, and the farmers have been facing in terms of the last five years especially. It's just been, it's been brutal. But I, don't th- I think that when we get in front of farmers and we, and we talk about you know, what, uh, what Jim's been talking about, one day in seven, milk goes, goes abroad. And so it's not, that, it's not that exports are the problem. It's that they don't realize the benefit of that one day in seven. If, you know, when, you, when I stand in front of a group and say, all right, so we don't have exports. You don't like exports. One day in seven of your milk doesn't have a home now. Where does it go? And the room gets quiet. And, and, I, and I think that it, it's, a, it's not an either-or. Exports are, are an important piece of the puzzle, and I think that we have to continue to build demand, and I think the more ac- the access that we get, the, the stronger we get internationally, the more competitive we can be, and I think that, you know, and, I, and our hope is that that is then what would raise the price and raise the standard of living for, for us all. So my, my net of it is I think when you get in front of farmers and you explain to them, that it's already one day in seven, and if that goes away, most of them realize that, that exports, it, worst case, we got to hold on to what we've got. And again, that's Chad Vincent of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. But the question, when are dairy farmers going to see a benefit in their milk check? And, you know, that was that's really a hard question to answer. But, uh, again, Farmers yeah. for Free Trade put this on, so it was all about trade and the importance of it and where we go to make this market better. So that was yesterday. Well, there's some more comments from those guys in uh, future okay. programs. Well, Scott rejoins us. What else is going on in the farm news? Yeah, that, that bottom line is when you open the mailbox, that's all that matters. And, well, the July Class 3 milk price came in at $24.54 a hundredweight, but the July all-milk price for Wisconsin was just released at $22.30 a hundred before hauling deductions. That's $2.80 higher than the June price, up three fifty from the July price, and $1.80 higher than the national all-milk price for the month. All 24 of the top milk-producing states had a higher price in July than they did in June. Oregon had the highest July all-milk price at $25.40, while Michigan had the lowest at just $17. For the last half of the year, USDA economists expect the average mailbox price should be around $18.86 in Wisconsin and $18.85 for Minnesota dairy farmers. The official August Class Three milk price should be released later today. All right, and uh, of course we're looking at uh, what August came off the board, I believe, at 1977 the other day, so we'll see what that price is. All right, we're going to get more farm news, more other news, more stuff from you a little bit later on. We will. All right, there he goes. That's Scott taking a look at more of our farm news this morning. 20 minutes after 5, and we're going to talk about, uh, well, the Venture Co-op, the town's conflict uh, our Josh Gamlin had a chance to talk to Kim Bremer about uh, putting that together. That's next here on Wax. Tractor Central is hiring. Western Wisconsin's home for John Deere is looking to add to our team of service professionals. Do you know someone with exceptional customer service skills and knowledge of the lawn and garden or agricultural equipment industry? Tractor Central is looking for service technicians and equipment sales. At Tractor Central, you'll have a full benefit package and with 10 locations around Western Wisconsin, opportunity for growth and advancement. Find more information See all current openings and apply online at TractorCentral.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Cooperatives are a vital part of life in Wisconsin. 
Next to Minnesota, Wisconsin has the second most cooperatives in the country. Bob Osol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, uh, Josh, you found out that uh, that number has grown by one. That it has, Bob. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It has grown by one as there is a new dairy co-op, Venture Dairy Co-op. And its executive director is a name that we're all familiar with, Kim Bremer. She speaks at uh, a lot of conferences. I met her a number of times last year in, uh, at Ag Inspirations. And it's interesting because not only are they just now getting to the co-op game, but they're using their plat- their new platform as a way to level against a cause that they feel pretty passionate about. There's been a few towns in Langlade and Winnebago counties that have implemented implements of husbandry ordinances, which essentially makes it illegal for farmers to haul manure through town. And they are using this new co-op and that platform to warn farmers against things like this happening in their own backyard. Well, these towns have adopted these ordinances to uh, collect a surety bonds, road bonds uh, on roads that farmers are using in particular to haul manure. Um, and we believe that they're unlawful. Uh, you can't really single a, single a certain commodity out. Um, they're not all the exact same, so it just kind of depends on the township. We've seen some proposed ones in other townships where they're looking at larger dollar amounts. Um, and they're looking at per road. Some are just per township. Uh, so it really is not clear to the farmers doing business in those townships uh, what they can or should do. And unfortunately, farmers have been left out of the majority of these conversations, and now they're wondering, well, what are we going to do in a couple of weeks when it's time to top corn silage and haul manure? Yeah, so so let's break it down because uh, the uh, it's a surety bond, right? It is. It's a surety bond just to cover any possible damage that could be done to the road by the hauler. Basically, if, if a farmer is wanting to haul manure in any of these towns, they have mm-hmm. to get a hold of the township ahead of time and then basically put down money based upon which route they're going to take. Is that Am I understanding that right? Um, correct. So it's just a surety bond to cover any damage to the roads. But, you know, it's working on the assumption that First of all, these roads are used by a lot of different pieces of equipment and other industries as well. So it's really unfair to discriminate against farmers, uh, particularly not just farmers, but even farmers who are hauling manure using certain pieces of equipment. Uh, When you're talking about roads, road damage comes from a lot of places and roads that get used. Right. And I'm just kind of trying to wrap my mind around this because a couple things. First, how would a town, unless it was really, really evident that that a farmer hauling manure did the damage, I mean, what would we consider damage? And then how would we actually be able to point at the farmer and say, okay, this happened because of them, but not because of, I don't know, the cement truck that rolled through town a couple days ago? Right, the cement truck, the logging truck, the milk truck, the, any any other type of equipment. Well, exactly, and that's part of this discussion is technically you should have a third-party uh, engineer be able to look at roads before and after. And, and again, like we're not saying that agricultural equipment does not harm roads. It's that the solution to fixing the roads has to do with long-term road maintenance, making sure farmers are part of the discussion. Um, I don't know any farmers that don't want to be good neighbors, good members of their community, uh, and they're willing to help. But putting illegal ordinances in place and holding them accountable for road damage and only them accountable for road damage is really... It's not fair, it's discriminatory, and quite frankly, it's not legal. I I always hate to speculate uh, when I'm doing interviews, but why exactly do you think uh, these these towns would, what exactly do you think their motives might be behind this? Well, I mean, that's a much better question probably for the individual towns. You know, otherwise we're just, we're speculating. Uh, Well, one, I mean, I, I think it's just easy to ask the farmers for it. Um, farmers tend to do what the, what's asked of them, you know, because, again, we're back to wanting to be good neighbors, good members of the community. They typically don't ask the question, like, uh, am I supposed to be paying this? You know, it's just, I think it's just too easy. Uh, and, that, I mean, again, that's just me guessing, but 
certainly would be a better question for them to answer themselves, but I think it's just it's too easy and it's always assumed that the farmers will just take care of it. Right, and and from what I understand, you guys actually caught wind of this situation because a farmer had just said something in passing, right? Yes, exactly, uh, and or saw it. Another farmer called because they saw it on a on a road sign where a weight limit was posted, which we also don't think in this case was done in a legal manner, and it said it had a note about a surety bond on the bottom. So it was just driving down down the road, seeing a sign. And then, like, dollar amounts, as far as these bonds that we're talking about, I mean, are we talking, you know, $1,000, $200, $500? Well, I mean, each one is a little bit different, and it depends on their insurance company. And it's, you know, it's maybe in a lot of cases it might be a few hundred dollars just to cover the bond. Uh, but then you start looking at per road, that adds up. When we start looking at higher amounts than $50,000, because who's to say down the road, uh, then it's decided, well, maybe that surety bond should be more like a quarter million dollars. Then what does that look like? So it's this, it's setting this dangerous precedent uh, that what will it look like moving forward? And if it's not legal, why would we even start it now? Okay, set it up for the folks listening. You, you've said a, a multiple times so far that you view these ordinances as being illegal. So what about them do you think are illegal uh well what is legal and what they can do is if they have uh an engineering opinion on staff saying that the road you know there was damage to the road due to uh whatever happened or that they're concerned about future damage to the road from heavy equipment they can help reroute you they can't stop you from hauling or doing business but they can reroute you Well, because I can't help to think, I'm just thinking about any backcountry road that I've been on. There's only so many routes that you can do. I mean, this has to be a big hindrance on the farmer just trying to go about their operation. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And there is some protection within our implements of husbandry, animal husbandry, a law that's out there. But um, it it really comes down to making sure that these townships are willing and able to talk to the farmers in their community uh, because that's been the most striking thing as we've received phone calls from our farmers and our members is we didn't even, you know, the, our farmers are saying we didn't even know that they were doing this. And again, that's Kim Bremer talking about the problems and the challenges with the road usage and some of the town boards put a surety bond up so they could use it. Something happens. So, uh, again, it's a, it's a challenge out there. Roads, bridge, and that's roads and bridges. You know, you got to go around, and some of the bridges aren't uh, rated for enough weight, and so it's a real challenge out there that uh, is going on. Hey, we got to get some markets. It's 29 minutes after 5 at Wax. Rocky's next. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's get over to Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Rocky's joining us. Good cow weather, Rocky. It is. It is. They're enjoying it. Boy, they should be. And you had a big sale yesterday. Tell us about it. Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, the yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up at Premier Livestock. We had a big run, uh, definitely had that fall feel to it. Uh, we had right at 600 head of feeder cattle. Uh, market was continuing very strong. Beef feeders, 400 pounds and under from 125 to 175. Your four to 600 pounders, 120 to 172. Six to 900 pounders, 115 to 165. Holstein steers, 400 pounds and under from 110 to 135. 
five, four to six hundred pounders from a dollar to a dollar twenty eight, and the uh, six to nine hundred pounders from ninety to one twenty. Bread beef cows sold mostly from seven fifty to twelve and a quarter. Uh, cow calf pairs mostly from eleven hundred to fourteen and a half. Beef breeding bulls up to nineteen hundred. Uh, today, Wednesday, nine thirty a.m. We have our hay auction, eleven o'clock a.m. Dairy cattle auction, uh, complete retirement herd dispersal, uh, fifty Holstein dairy cows, tie stall herd outside every day, uh, sixty-eight pound average with no TMR herd built for components. They got a four-point-nine butterfat, one-thirty-two cell count herd cells on test. Fifty years of AI breeding. Uh, they're coming from more farms out of Stanley, Wisconsin. Here's fourteen registered two and three-year-olds parlor freestall, really nice set of cows. They're coming from so fine bovine. Here's 14 two-year-olds uh, from Utterful Dairy. They're going to be Holsteins, Jersey Holstein Cross, and there's two sharp jerseys on that load. Uh, they're all fresh milking uh, parlor freestall cows, plus several other groups of reputation fresh cows looking for good-looking spring and heifers. We're going to have over 50 Holstein spring and heifers, uh, majority of them being AI-sired, AI-bred. Full listing on our website, Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Uh, any questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget, coming up here at Premier, uh, October 9th will be our next upcoming machinery auction, and we are taking in consignments daily, and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Where are you getting all this machinery? Man, you had one just, uh, what, a month ago or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're maybe pushing a little bit. We're calling it our fall roundup deal, but uh, oh, there's nothing work wrong out. Yep, we're probably be the last one of the year, so... Uh, like I say, definitely an excellent market on this used machinery. So. And what's the date of that? That's October 9th. All right, that's. So you got about uh, a little over a month. Yeah, and if you want to get in on all the ads and you want to look people drive in and out of our lot steady every day, it's very important to get it in early. So. Sounds like a plan. Hey, Rocky, uh, enjoy the weather. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks a lot, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there. Premier Livestock in Withy. We'll check uh, Kelly in the weather coming up. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife, Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's weight loss seminar. She lost 18 pounds, and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day, and nothing worked until Mark Patrick hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food, crazy, enjoying exercising. Who would have believed Mark Patrick hypnosis really works? It's amazing. I can breathe again, my blood pressure went down, and I've got so much energy. So much energy. And look great. Your habits are out of control. With hypnosis, create new healthy habits. Join America's hypnotist Mark Patrick live, online, interactive weight loss or stop smoking hypnosis seminar, only 49 999 for the Eau Claire area held live September 16th and 19th in the comfort and safety of your own home. Go to markpatrickseminars.com and register now. Smith Funeral Chapel, serving families since 1956. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a quick reminder, September 11th, the deadline to uh, file for some of that financial aid through the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. About 160 commodities are included in that. So, uh, again, if you haven't done it, get her done, as they said, at your county farm service agency office. They can help you if you're wondering about the commodity you might be growing. Well, let's see. It's uh, still the growing season, and it should be a good growing day today with our weather. Kelly Slifka is over at Skywarn 13. Weather brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. And looks like a pretty nice Labor Day weekend, Kelly. Well, I don't know about the Labor Day weekend. Today's going to be nice. We yeah. Get, there's but, a strong cold front coming in Saturday, or Saturday night, Sunday. Really? But yeah. That, but for the weekend, should be nice. Well, cool off on Labor Day a little bit, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a little windy on this right. Sunday. So it looks like the best day of the weekend will be Saturday. So that, that's what we're looking for. But uh, today's going to be a nice day as well. We'll see a lot more sunshine than yesterday. We do have a full moon out there this morning. This is called the corn moon or the barley moon, if you will. And uh, we'll see plenty of clear skies throughout the day. Just a really nice, bright, sunny sky. Temperatures getting up close to 80 as that wind will be picking up a little bit at 7 to 15 miles per hour. Clouds will increase tonight. It should be dry most of the night. But by this time tomorrow morning, can't rule out a shower. And that's out ahead of a cold front that will move through. 62 for the overnight low.
lows. So milder, partly cloudy, windy. It's going to be a windy day tomorrow with those northwest winds bringing in some cooler temperatures as we struggle to get up to 70. Mostly sunny skies, a tad warmer Friday, 73. Nice day on Saturday with mostly sunny, 78. Then that strong cold front arrives Sunday. That'll bring in some winds and a chance of rain and turning much cooler for Labor Day. Right now in Eau Claire with the clear skies, 56 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Oh, boy, this will feel yesterday. It got a little bit too fallish for me. I know. It took a this, while. Yeah, for me too. For this this early in the year, you know, maybe a couple weeks from now I'd be fine with it, but yeah. Yeah, it's still, still a little early, but uh, giving us a taste of what's ahead. That's right. You know, actually next week after the first start of the week, it looks like it'll be cool, but after that it looks pretty nice most of next week. Ah, that's good. Good. Thank you, Kelly. You bet. Kelly Slifka over at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather this morning on Wax. Brought to you, as we said, by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715 223 Three four five Christensen Sales of Abbotsford, Wisconsin. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we've got uh, more news to take a look at. Some of the uh, local news that uh, is uh, in the works. Scott rejoins us for that. What's happening, Scott? The family of Jacob Blake, whose shooting by police touched off protests in Kenosha and other areas, continues to push for unity. Blake's uncle, Justin, spoke yesterday with the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Justin Blake said he doesn't want to get into a back and forth with President Trump. Blake's latest speech and rally came as the president was in Kenosha yesterday. Blake's family once again asked people in Kenosha, Kenosha to heal and to not turn to violence. And President Trump used his visit to Kenosha to talk about law and order. The president toured parts of the city that were burned in last week's nights of violence. He then told local leaders that it was the overwhelming show of force that brought the protests under control and brought the riots to an end. The president yesterday took credit for the swell of National Guard troops that were sent to Kenosha. But Governor Tony Evers reminded him that he's the one responsible for sending the Wisconsin troops to the city. Wisconsin, uh, President Trump yesterday said the governor sent them too late. Wisconsin's on the record in the court case over the U.S. Census. Attorney General Josh Call yesterday joined several other states and mayors filing briefs to the cases that challenged President Trump's administration plans to end the census count early. Call said the proposal to stop the uh, accepting self-response census forms at the end of September will impair the ability to count everyone in the country. Many Democratic leaders want as many people counted as possible, saying that will ensure as much federal aid to those that need it as possible. Area schools are among school districts across the country taking part in the new free lunch for all program. The USDA on Tuesday extended its free lunch program for all schools across the country because of the coronavirus pandemic. That change means students don't have to pay for school lunches through the end of the year. Students who are in school and students who are learning from home all can get those lunches. And, Bob, the Brewers did it again. They sh- their offense didn't show up, and their defense didn't show up. They lost to the Tigers yesterday 12-1. to The Twins beat the White Sox 3-2. to Hey, and the Bucks play the Miami Heat in Game 2 of the NBA Eastern Conference semifinals late this afternoon. Of course, the Packers are playing on the 13th over in Minnesota. And as this is all developing, I think one thing is going to come about, Bob, and that's the Brewers and Packers having one thing in common. You know what it is? Well, I got some ideas, but I won't share them with you right now. What? Well, they'll both win one game a week. Uh, well, I hope so. I hope the Packers win one game a week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the Brewers, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was nervous about the Brewers' offense when they let some guys go and the guys they picked up. There's not a lot of numbers there. That's And Yelich isn't helping by having a bad year either. So... Brewers are facing a tough road to get into the playoffs. Yep. 
that and uh, I'm guessing maybe by the end of the season we might not see Josh or uh, our boy Hater in in a Brewers uniform anymore. What do you think? Oh, I think he'll be there. I think he'll be there. You do? Okay. Oh yeah. I don't okay. think he's going any place. But uh, who am I to say? I just uh, don't <laughs> think he's moving. All right, we'll talk to you uh, later on. We will. All right, there's Scott taking a look at some more of our news. We've got some more farm news to look at. The farm news is being brought to you by Chili Implement of Chili, Wisconsin. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Chili Implement today. Check out their Kubota line. Chili Implement, 715-683-2444. Join compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during COVID-19. Give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's HOPE to 83393. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, a little more farm news before we get to some markets. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. New numbers from the USDA in Washington show Wisconsin farmers average just $3.05 a bushel for their corn in July, down 11 cents from June, 93 cents less than last July. Soybean prices were higher as they averaged eight thirty-six a bushel, 17 cents more than June and up a nickel from last July. Oat prices averaged two eighty-one in July, down 56 cents from June, 26 cents less than a year ago. Hay prices were mixed in July. Alfalfa hay brought $163 a ton. That's up $4 from June, but down $4 from last July. All other hay averaged $119 a ton in July, which was down $4 from June and $6 lower than last July. A few other things to make you aware of. Don't forget the deadline is approaching for Coronavirus Food Assistance Program help. That deadline is September 11th. And over 160 commodities are eligible for that program, including certain non-specialty crops and uh, aquaculture. But check with your Farm Service Agency office if you haven't already applied for some of that aid through the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. September 11th, the deadline. Oh, and some things coming up this weekend up in Jump River. They're going to have a truck and tractor pull on Saturday. That'll start at noon on September 5th. And uh, Sunday and Monday over at Willow Springs, they'll have their pull over there in the Wausau country. And the uh, Northern Wisconsin State Fair is going to have another one, the third installment of the Fair Food Shindig and Car Show, September 10th through the 13th. So they will have uh, all those kinds of things going on there and uh, the take place from noon till 8 o'clock each day. Gate admission and parking are all free and they're adding a free non-judge classic car show and the popular carnival game skee-ball. So, again, uh, lots of things going on at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. No fair this year, but they're still making use of the fairgrounds. And we'll get to some markets. Right now, 56 degrees. Should be sunny in about 80 today. Hello again. I'm Drew from Northside Elevator in Loyal. Farmers are constantly bombarded by different agronomy products, different practices, and different ideas. But not all ideas fit every farm situation. Precision Ag is a diagnostic and treatment approach that enables site-specific decisions, allowing us to understand every detail to optimize input use and reduce waste. At Northside, we use Precision Ag technologies to ensure you're getting the best return on investment. Learn more at northsideelevator.com. Wisconsin Focus on Energy partners with utilities to provide incentive programs for energy-saving measures on farms. One of the latest programs involves grain dryer efficiencies. Focus on Energy on-farm energy specialist Kevin Weiler explains. This year, one of the biggest energy efficiency opportunities we've been seeing is grain drying. We've had a lot of customers reach out to us this year. Last year was a very 
very wet year. Crops were coming in with high moisture levels, and they've been reaching out to focus on energy to put in more energy-efficient grain dryers that will dry grain faster and use less propane or natural gas. We offer $16 per bushel per hour with a 10-point moisture reduction on the new grain dryers. For information about this program, visit FocusOnEnergy.com and search for Agricultural Business Advisors. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get to the markets, to the Equity L Tuna Barn we go. Jim Lindsay has the results of yesterday's activity. Choice beef steers and heifers, 90 to a dollar. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 89 to 94 with a top of 98. Choice Holstein steers, 82 to 88. Select underfinished heavyweight steers and heifers, 82 and down. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 84 to 94. Top 20% of the cold cow sold from 58 to 65 with a top of 70. 60% of the cows sold from 42 to 58. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 42 and down. Cold bulls sold from 80 to 92. Thin, full horn, and bulls weighing over a ton all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $135 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 75 to $230 per head. And just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale is Friday, September 11th. If you'd like to consign any cattle to our upcoming sales or would like an on-farm visit, feel free to call the market at 715-835-3104. Early consignments are always appreciated. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock, Altoona. All right, you have a good day, too. Thank you, Jim, over there at Altoona. Let's get over to Jerry over at Equity Stratford. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, you probably drove in this morning. You didn't need your headlights or nothing with that big, beautiful Boy, moon out it's there. it's bright out there. That is for sure. It's a pretty moon. So if you haven't gotten up and getting out to see that yet, do it. Well, how much business, how much activity we had so far this week over at Stratford? All right, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And a summary for the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the market cow auction. Uh, High-yielding utility cows this week uh, so far are selling from 61 to 67. Uh, the majority of the cows, your average cows are dairy cows, average dairy cows, selling from 47 to 61. Thin cows, light carcass cows, those are 45 and below. Bull trade so far this week, your better quality bulls, mostly from 81 to 91. Lighter weight bulls, uh, 80 and below. On the fat cattle trade, charge grading Holstein steers, mostly from 83 to 94. Uh, select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, 80 and below. On the calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves, weighing 90 to 130 pounds, selling from 70 to 140. And on Monday sale, we did top up to 160 on some very fancy started calves. Heifer calves, mostly 50 and below. Beef calves, good demand on those beef calves, 100 to 230, and your fancy beef calves from 230 up to 250. All right, today, Wednesday here in Stratford, uh, we get underway this morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, of course, we uh, this morning start off with the market cow auction. We sell fat cattle this morning and also market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats, and baby calves. We get to the feeder sale around the noon hours uh, today, and as part of that feeder sale today, we do have a, we do have some bred stock cows and stock cows that have been exposed. Uh, they will be checked uh, here for the sale today. Also, we do have a consignment of uh, some feeding Holstein heifers. They're going to weigh from about nine to twelve hundred pounds. So, if you folks are looking for something there to put in the feedlot, we have those today. Again, all that feeder cattle will be sold today at 12 noon here in Stratford. And tomorrow our sale does start at 11 o'clock with market auction and baby calves on Thursday. Again, uh, all this market information is on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, or you can uh, give us a call, 715-687-4101. And, of course, uh, uh, Labor Day, of course, next week, uh, the Stratford will be closed on uh, Monday, September 7th, due to Labor Day, although we will have uh, three marketing days for your convenience next week. So if you've got any questions on our sales schedule or anything, like I said, uh, just feel free to give us a call. Uh, and, Bob, that's about all we have this morning. Uh, again, a nice day coming up. I don't have to worry about the heat index. And uh, mm-hmm. now for all, the, uh, for all the folks out there that uh, kind of know what's going on, sort of, um, now with this full moon kind of behind us now, are we uh, safe from any frost now, maybe till the next full moon, and how's that work? Yeah, according to Kelly, the weather's going to be pretty nice. It'll cool off the first part of the week and then get pretty nice later next week. So I don't think frost is in the in the equation just yet. So uh, you don't need your long underwear for a while. 
Oh, well, that's good to know. But, I mean, you know, we get into September, October. That's always the uh, oh, yeah. always the concern about how mature the corn and the beans and everything is and folks trying to get third or fourth crop hay off. It's always a concern. But I hopefully we all the other stuff that occurred this year, though, who knows? Well, we're know. ahead with the crops. So the crops are way ahead compared to last year. So hopefully if frost holds off for a while, we'll be in good shape. Hey, you enjoy the day. We'll talk to you in the morning. Be a good day to take the take the convertible out for a little ride. It might happen, that's for sure. Thanks, Jerry, over there at the Equity Stratford sale barn. Ten minutes to six at Wax. Today's agriculture is a complex business. It's much more than just planting or harvesting. It requires knowledge of marketing a crop, assessing risk managing people, and staying current with changing technology. That's why more and more farmers turn to Ag Country Farm Credit Services with a full range of agricultural products and an experienced professional staff who can help you reach your financial goals. At Ag Country, we're here to make your job easier. Give us a call today. Schumann Cheese in Fall Creek invites you to do the math. Good pay plus a $1 night shift differential plus... Great benefits and overtime equals big paychecks. Schumann Cheese in Fall Creek has immediate production openings for day and night shift, up to $15 an hour. Come to the Schumann Cheese Job Fair in the Pavilion by the Pond at River Prairie in Altoona, Thursday, September 10th from noon till 6. Agriculture is a growing business, and so is Felons Farms, LLC, and Loyal. Felons Farms is a family-owned and operated business, and we want you to join our family. If you love agriculture, being home every weekend, and have a Class A CDL, call Felons Farms. We offer competitive salary, plus vacation, simple IRA, and sick leave. Give us a call at 715-255-9288. Again, that's 715-255-9288. Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zambroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zambroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professionals at Central Livestock. And let's get to Central Livestock right now over at Zombrota here from Patty Mickla. Taking a look first at the feeder cattle division. We had beef steers and bulls in 350 to 600 pounds up to $1.40. Then we had some 800 to 1,000 pound weights bringing up to $1.06. Beef heifer calves 350 to 600 pounds up to $1.00. The 6 to 800 pounds brought up to $1.19. 800 to 1,000 pound heifers up to $1.09. We had Holstein feeder steers, two to four hundred pounds, bringing up to a dollar. The four to six weights up to a dollar twenty-two. We had six to eight hundred pound Holsteins up to a dollar one, with the eight hundred to a thousand pounds ranging ninety to ninety-six. And looking at the fed cattle division, beef steers were at a dollar three to a dollar seven, with the mixed grading steers from ninety to a dollar two. Beef heifers brought a dollar to a dollar six seventy-five. Mixed grading heifers from eighty-nine to ninety-nine. Dairy steers were at 87 to 94.75, with the dairy cross steers and heifers bringing 88.50 to a dollar three. And we had market cows trading 55 to 71. Your thin shelly full and overfed cows brought from 20 to 54. We had market bulls ranging 63 to 98. At the baby calf sale, calves in 95 to 125 pounds, they brought from 100 to 155. 150 to 250 pound calves from 70 to 155, and beef calves were ranging from 100 to $205 per hundredweight. Synergy Cooperative encourages all of Northwest Wisconsin to do their part during this unprecedented time, keeping safe and also supporting our local businesses. And should you need anything at this time, Synergy Co-op has all their businesses open with extra safety measures in place. That includes the feed stores, agronomy offices, hardware stores, auto repair shops, propane service, gas stations, and convenience stores, and even their drive through restaurants like A&W. to save money? A-plus insulation services. A-plus insulation ec.com. A-plus insulation ec.com. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our Synergy Co-op market numbers brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Sure, overnight, the December corn price dropped about two cents to 356. Oats down one at 277. November soybeans down three at 951. Soybean meal for October down a dollar and a half a ton at 303.70. And December wheat down two at 561. Country elevator prices, Dumas Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia, corn delivered to those elevators today at 305, the soybeans at 925. On the DTN screen, the prices show that at Golden Plump, the corn today is at 301. At Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, the corn is 294 with the beans at 898. In Stevens Point, soybeans 882. Out at Elk Mound, corn is $3 a bushel, the soybeans at 898. And down at Sparta, corn is 308 with the beans at 888. And over at Ellsworth, it's 286 for corn, 898 for the soybeans. At the ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville today, 312. Stanley, 308. The New Richmond grain facility at 298. Barrel cheese up three quarters, 144 and a half. Blocks up a half at 180 and a quarter. Butter down two and a quarter, 146 and a half. September class three up two at 1588. October up 41 at 1827. November up a nickel at 1741, December up three at 1682, January unchanged 1615, and later on today we'll get the official Class Three price for August. 56 right now, looking for a high today, about 80 with some sunshine. And again, if you haven't had a chance, get out and peek at that moon. It's gorgeous this morning. Farm News brought to you by Dummer's Grain Service and Buck Country Grain. You know that taking care of the people who count on you means taking on the toughest problems and that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all solution. We're Bremer Bank. We know your path to success won't look like anyone else's and we're ready to help you make your way. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. Wax 104.5 